everyone, welcome back to the Pulse Strong Podcast with me, your host, Becky Dunn. Today, I speak with the amazing Emily Dodd, aka Protein Princess on Instagram. Emily does a bit of everything from acting, singing, personal training. She's a pole aerial and yoga instructor, powerlifter, pole competitor, you name it, she does it. We talk about preparing for a competition and the importance of nutrition and looking after yourself. It is so important if you are a competitor or you're thinking about competing that you fuel your body correctly and I hope this highlights the benefits. Emily, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I feel very honoured to uh, to be here today. <laughs> way, no way, I'm excited to have you on. Um, I wanted to get you on after the Elites anyway. Huge, huge congrats. Thank you. Second. That was a that was a that was a big comp, right? It was yeah, I think just the biggest in relation just to people who were there. Yes. So getting to share the stage with just the amazing people that were also in my category in the semi pro category heels, but I think also like the pole idol category was just idols category. The two categories were just like insane. Like, yeah, it was like next level, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very um I think surreal is probably the, the word. What what was it like backstage? A mixture of anxiety, stress, happiness, and like a lot of sugar as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love that. But um for people who don't know who you are and what you're about, tell yep. us introduce yourself like you you tell us who you are and what you're about. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore. I hate these questions, by the way, too, because I'm like, my name is Becky. <laughs> I like pole. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I'm Emily. Um, so I've been doing pole for, I have my five-year anniversary of pole in April. So, yeah. Wow, not that long. Not that long, but I am a very stubborn, competitive person. So when I want to get good at something... I like I think it's part of my ADHD I literally drive straight in and I'm like right I'm gonna get good so yes I did that I started with um Jade Benson yeah she's your pole mama isn't she she's pole mama (laughs) and she got me into it I remember going for my first private really bad I was like I want to learn an Aisha and she was like um I was like yeah I'll be fine let's strip this back a minute (laughs) yeah so because I think she asked me something like, oh, can you do a chair spin? I was like, don't know what that is. So, and she was like, yeah, I'm going to strip this back then. I was like, okay. So, so yeah. did you, so you started with her? Um, so mine was a little bit of a weird way of starting it. So okay. I'm a musical theatre performer as well. That was, that's like my normal job. Yes, um, I remember seeing stuff about this, but you haven't posted mm-hmm. about that that much recently. No, because comp- competition season took over. Right, okay. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Sorry. Yeah. I- a musical theatre performer. And I had to learn pole dancing for a musical called Flashdance, which is an 80s musical. Uh, and I played a stripper who was a pole dancer. Now, the health and safety of this pole dancing, not the best. Um, I had 10 lessons to learn. Uh, and it was to go upside down and to do the most impressive tricks possible on stage. Wow. The poles were also, they weren't X-pole, they weren't loop it. They were scaffolding poles that had been, like, sanded down. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that is how I learned to pole dance. 
I invested on my first lesson, I would not recommend. Um, I think the reason why I didn't hurt myself is I've got a background, so I'm a personal trainer, similar to you, and I've got a big background in powerlifting and lifting weights and feeling strong. Yeah. So I, that's why I didn't hurt myself. So You had yeah. that basic, but you, you must know that as well when you're an instructor, you see people coming in and they did their first lesson and like, although like you say, not best to be inverting on your first lesson you just know that there's some people that just can yeah ex-gymnasts yeah. people yeah. oh yeah so that's how i did that so i did 10 lessons did the musical um and then i was like oh i really want to carry it on uh found jade through a studio called my body rocks and the yeah. i just loved i i remember stalking her after a lesson and i was like yes this is this is what i want that's so. so cute. So did you do your privates with her then? Or like who did you, who got you up who got you up the curb for the musical? Um it was so I can't it wasn't like a studio or anything like that. It was just literally just a random lady that the the director booked. So <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Yeah, not the best. Uh so I say that like my actual start was with like Jade and My Body Rocks because yeah. that was the this is literally how you do everything yeah when you properly like got into it as a hobby yeah got into it as a hobby and then yeah just did it through there i did a comp i did my first competition called pole revs a year after starting so yeah that explains why you compete a lot though yeah i love being on stage being an actress yeah. and when I said that I'm competitive, I'm not competitive with others, I'm competitive with myself. Yeah. So creating a story, me like wanting my routine to be better than my last one. Yeah. And also my teacher, so Jade, and I also go to Vanessa, is yeah. Um, they both know that if I'm not good at something, I'm gonna put it in a routine. So Does that make you. And yeah. you've got two really, really good instructors there. Like Jade, obviously, is um is fantastic. And Ness, like her her way of like when she does like dud when she did like pole theater and stuff like that. Like she understands, she gets it. That storytelling, like very much her yeah. bag, right? Too. Yeah, both of them are very, very strong storytellers. Like flow, very dynamic polers as well. I I I would say like the flares and stuff like that, which is this year. I was like in January, I remember saying to Jade being like, I'm going to get good at flares and dynamic stuff and flips and stuff. So go to Jade, I go to Vanessa. And then another person that I go to is one of my best friends called Ellie Ashley. Yeah. She is insane. <laughs> She's so good at flips and just like, just be like, yeah, go for it. So yeah, so that's how I started. And then I started teaching and yeah i loved it and i haven't looked back since I... so what do you do now then like as a what would you say your day job is so my day job is pole dance instructor i do, oh, every... so you, do you do do it you do you do this now full time yeah so i'm this full time personal trainer time as well and then musical theater performer on top of that so i've already secured work for christmas time for performing um, and I did the same last year. So Christmas is very, very busy for me because I go from teaching straight into like a pantomime. I about to say, so you're talking like on stage, you're going yeah. into the show. And where do, what type of shows do you do? So are you, are, you, are you doing a panto this year? 
I'm doing a panto this year. So last year I did a musical called The Wizard of Oz and yeah. I played The Good Witch, which yeah. great. Um, and this year I'm actually in Jack and the Beanstalk and I'm playing Princess Jill, which I didn't realise was a um, was a character. But that's it. Is it a new character? New Love character. That's, that's, what, that's what pantomimes are for. Yeah. So you know what's really interesting is I actually have a his I have a background in performing arts like I do I was on stage as a kid like I really part of, part of a performing arts um part of a performing arts school so every year we did the pantomime at Christmas um I did performing arts at school uh come away with a distinction like it was I loved it and um but just like the competing element for me like when you speak to people that are like really highly competitive or enjoy competing they tend to come from that the background and love being on stage yeah yeah I think it's because it it takes balls to get on stage like like it does massively like the self-confidence and self-belief that you have to actually have in yourself to be able to put you on stage takes takes such guts yeah so i'm going from a performing background like it does really really help because it just like takes something off that you don't have to like build up in yourself it's already established yeah sort of thing but yeah I love it now so I love creating stories I'm very much um a person that creates stories that I've either been through mm -hmm. um so all of my pieces are something that I like usually they've been to do with like mental health yeah and um, I do suffer from body well I suffer from body dysmorphia mm -hmm. as well so my pole theater piece that I did in May was to do with my body dysmorphia and how that pole and aerial and lifting can help you change your mind help change your mindset as well as therapy i yeah. did go to therapy for many years as well but it can it does help change instead of being like oh look what my body looks like look what my body can do and that's yeah. what i instill in all my students because i teach a range of ages and sizes and they are all beautiful beautiful human beings no matter what their size and sometimes they have like little comments being like oh like this is really hard because i'm like bigger or something like that and i'm like yeah it's harder but look you could do this move better than what i can do because mm. you've got that strength in a different way so i think it's really important for that that's a big message for me too. So important. It's really interesting actually. I've never actually have I've never had anyone on come on and speak about body dysmorphia because uh, I so I I've suffered with body dysmorphia. Um I like I'm in such a good headspace with it now. I don't think it ever goes away. I don't think it ever will go away. Um No, I think especially well, if, you, if you suffer with it, it like it you can manage it and deal with it and pole has been huge for me. Like I install this in my clients all the time and like we're very much on the same page look at when you start and this is why i'm so big on cross training too like when you yeah. start cross training and get and and you start training to get stronger for what you love to do and then you start hitting the goals that you want to achieve like the aisha's you know like dynamic tricks whatever it might be you start there's a shift like because you realize that food is fuel and when you fuel your body you the outcome is there like you start to get stronger and then also you start to see your body for what it can do like all of a sudden it's very much like i don't care what i look like because i just did that yeah and that is so so important but i don't think it ever goes away no i don't i don't think mine will ever go away there's definitely bad days and good days yeah well um and that's 
I don't think you can ever manage the bad days and the good days. But no, I think for me personally, it's when I move my body that I feel better. 100%. Like, it doesn't even have to be like a pole session. It can be a weight session. It can be just, it can even be just floor work and doing some dancing, just some sort of movement. Mm. You feel a little bit more at home in my body, I think is the, is the phrase for that. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And it's so, it's so important. It's like, and it's important if you're an instructor as well, to be aware of um, people that suffer or just know the, know the signs and be like you say, to be able to, to nip it in the bud basically yeah. like to be really direct about it like to to be able to manage that situation and say hey like come on like look at what you can do like look at what you and it's re it's put that positive reinforcement of like okay you might not been able to achieve this today but that doesn't mean there's no there's no like reason behind it like look what you have achieved you know like we'll still work on this or whatever it might be it's it's changing the mindset around it yeah and everybody has like nemesis moves as well me included it's just about keep trying to chip away at those nemesis moves while doing other stuff that comes a bit more naturally to your either your shoulders your jade splits my nemesis like jay i pulled my hamstring I, three times in jade split um, do you so i just won't do them and it, like i'll train them if i need i know how to do them i know how to teach them but they're not for me so like i'll leave it at that and like you say it's okay to have moves like you should still train them obviously like you say like you should still be able to do them like I could still yeah. teach them I could still do them if I wanted to but I'm not comfortable in it so yeah. I'm not gonna do a jade split every single time I go in and like you do have to identify that I think as well like where oh, yeah. is your where where is your comfort impulse and I feel like you enjoy it a lot more when you realize like where you are like at your happiest like for me it's dynamic and tricks and <laughs> you know like that's where I am happiest so I'm gonna stay there yeah <laughs> um, so yeah, super, super important. So real quick then on your, with your <laughs> storytelling. So have you ever done, have you ever tried to do a piece based on a story that isn't relevant to you? And how is that, has that, has it always been relevant to you? I mean, I suppose it's more, it's easier for you to express and really get into it when it's into in for you. But I'm thinking about people that like, if they're listening to this and they're thinking about putting a story together and maybe they have, you know, maybe they're picking a story that they would like to tell, but haven't been through themselves, you know, like, have you, is, has, has your storytelling always been relevant to you? Or have you ever, have you ever tried to tell a story that like, you haven't lived? All of mine so far have been things that I've lived. Yeah. But I'm probably running out of, <laughs> of stuff. Um, it's going to come off better on stage though, right? If it's with, if it's about like something that you feel so emotionally connected to. Yeah. Like the, the body dysmorphia one, that took me five years to be able to put it on stage. There's some things that I'm not ready to put through. But for, for me with the storytelling, I think the reason that I've done stuff that always has some sort of resonance with me um, is just because it, it pushes me to work harder. Yeah. I do something that resonates with me. You want but, to do a good job of telling that story, right? Yeah. And because I want to do a good job, I will work myself hard. There's been one uh, routine, actually, that didn't mean, that didn't have a story. And that was my first ever heels comp. Okay, yeah. Because I had no story to give. Um, so that was one that I did with Jade and um, Pauling as yeah. well. 
Um, and I had like a bit, all I knew was I wanted to be like a gangster. So it was for you filthy amateur up in Skegness. Yeah. I had a baseball bat. Jade also entered the competition as well. So we were competing in like different categories, but yeah, it was, that was the one that I had no story, but I want to kill you with a baseball bat. That was literally the- That was the motto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then one that I've done for a video entry this year as well is something that I haven't lived, but it's a story. It's a Disney story. So, okay, so it's really, it. yeah. <laughs> but, so what's the next comp for you? So you did it, so, you, so what have you done this, what have you done this year, year so far? So I watched you for the first time at the Elite. That was amazing. Yeah, which it, honestly, it still hasn't sunk in yet. I'm hoping it will in a couple of weeks. That was amazing. So my first one this year was Paul Theatre Semi-Pro Drama Division. Yeah, yeah. And I was very lucky enough to place first. Woo! Yeah, in that one, which was amazing because there were so many beautiful stories on that stage. And yeah. really, I, I came off that stage and I was, I was ticked off with myself because I messed up because I slipped because... I was sweaty in my armpit and I I slipped out of a move and I was like, it's rubbish. And Jade was like, I didn't notice anything. Oh, that's the best thing ever when that happens. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I still think it was. And she was like, no. Did you have you watched it back? Could you see it? Yeah, I see it. But when I've shown it to people that haven't seen my routine, they're like, that's a nice different shape. And I'm like, okay. Um so well, that's a bonus. That's a bonus. So I had that one. Uh, and then a week later, I did Yorkshire Pole Championships. Yeah. And I came second. Amazing. It was, again, absolutely incredible, considering I had a week to prep for it. Yeah. Um, did you run the same routine or did you do different? Completely different, which probably killed me off a little bit. Was uh, it one just in like your, your like catalogue or did you, just, did you put one together? It was one, it was the one that I was working on for Elite, but it wasn't as finished yeah. as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, but I was like, no, the reason that I didn't take my pole theatre one to Yorkshire was um, I used a lot of props in my pole theatre one and I've never really used big props before. And I don't think I will ever again. Okay. Good to know. Like, it's <laughs> Yeah. I didn't realize I, you can't control a mirror on wheels very well. And um, yeah, that was my big prop. And I was like, why won't you dance with me? It was, yeah. But you still come second. But I still came second, which was so good. Um, yeah, even though I had like a little mishap happen on the day as well. Um, I was still very lucky to come second. And then, yeah, had a week off comp training and I just did stuff that I enjoyed so getting better at flips flare, yeah. like stuff because I was like I want to put more of that in because yeah. people that I love watching they're really good at doing both like the dynamic strength stuff on pole and then the beautiful bendy twirly stuff on spinny mm -hmm. and so I really want to try and get them both up to quite a high level yeah. so yeah I had a break and then I've got elite well I had elite mm -hmm. uh, that one in the pro division because I'm now long no longer semi-pro 
so damn it uh, but yeah and then i've got i've actually got a strong woman competition in just over two weeks time yeah uh, which is called hampshire's strongest so i'm doing that which is completely non-pole related uh and then two weeks after that i've got london pole championships amazing well and then i've also entered exotic generation and i think i'll find out next week because it's yeah so next week whether i've got into that or not because i wanted to push myself and do i really enjoyed doing my heels comp because i've done i did you filthy amateur and then two years ago i did in the same weekend i think jade nearly had a heart attack because of me i did pull up on the saturday and on the sunday i did exhaustion generation when you whole weekender again <laughs> completely different scenes um but yeah did that so and i really enjoyed exotic generation because it was just something a bit different it made me feel very self-confident within myself as well in a different way in, yeah. with like to do with like my sexuality and stuff like that it made me feel confident there instead of just my strength yeah so yeah i decided very last minute to enter and i was like yep okay let's go film it done send it off before i change my mind <laughs> so that, and is that your last comp of the year yes oh and then I'm going to good break for two months two months and then you go again or you've got the pantomime go panto so yeah so i'll have a month off like competition and like hardcore training and then i'll go to panto but there is a pole studio up there so i will be trying to like sneak in some sessions during so you that you'll still train so with your with your like before we go on to actually how you prep and stuff because that's what i really want to get into the nitty-gritty of um when where will it stop for you will you just still will you keep competing for as long as you can or have you got a goal in mind even if you don't want to share it but like is there something you is there somewhere you want to get to or are you just pushing yourself to see how far you can get i'm pushing myself to see how far i can get like last year i was very very lucky um jade um ainsley ollie um and i we competed um at polar italy and mm -hmm. uh, yes yeah. as well yeah and i think competing internationally i would like to do again because it is a whole different kettle of fish like it's crazy um so what's, I think, so what's so different about it it's just like the ones in england they're, they're big for for pole competitions but pole our italy was just it was times 10 big like the stage itself was like it it looked like an old opera house wow. like the seating and stuff and it was just three little poles and obviously you on there versus looking out to proper italian structure there were so many in each category as well i think i had like 40 people <gasps> yeah wow yeah so it's a long day for all of us um and i think poor jade and ainsley were on at something like 11 o'clock at night i just it still baffles i know i know how it works by the way but it just i can't believe like the running order of a comp like when when you performed the elites you what time you won 540 540-ish something like that yeah yeah and then the last competitor was on at 10 10 50 or something like that maybe like i think 
George were on like what eleven? I, yeah, they may, I think people were running behind because Lissette did yeah. her best performance, didn't she? That was supposed to be at eleven. I think. I think. Yeah. So yeah. they're really, really long days, and that was like small categories. How many do you have in your category? Six or seven? I think we had seven. Yeah. In mind. <laughs> yeah. So, which is a small, yeah. So, and on pull, on the Polar Italy day, I was at like, I think I was, I was supposed to be at 9.30. In the morning or in the evening? evening. In oh, the morning. Wow. And it was running behind. So I think I went on stage at like 10 because I had like students and my mom watching via like the internet, like stream, which was really cute. And that's she was adorable. like, yeah, it's somebody else. I was like, yeah, it's running behind mom. So sorry. Oh, like, that's so sweet watch a little bit longer um and then yeah and then ollie competed that was something like i want to say it was like eight o'clock in the evening he was the next one and then ainsley and jade were like it yeah 11 o'clock ish wow it's a long day isn't it yeah we were knackered. <laughs> yeah i can i can imagine um so let's get into how you how you uh start preparing for comps because although you you have your personal training background yeah, you know that you know how to do what you need to do, but you still like even you, you still get a coach. Yeah, I so, think it, it's just important to have somebody to be accountable to. Hundred percent. Like, there's only so far you can push yourself, even mm -hmm. if you're a dedicated person. Just having somebody to be like, "Oh, I didn't do that today." Yeah. Like, I hate letting people down. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I was to let like you down be like oh I, I didn't manage to get like my all my calories in today like yeah. I... Maybe so. that's why that's why everyone has a coach nine, nine times out of ten it's, it's the accountability part of it yeah we, so we so let's take the elites on the lead up to the because I remember when you were um I remember when you said to me like I want to lean out a little bit more and I was like gonna you like you're so shredded already but okay cool we'll get you and uh, we'll get you a little bit more lean um and like my god did your muscles pop on stage i was so proud <laughs> like you look so yeah. shredded on stage my my shoulders are still like very very lean i was at brighton pride on sunday and we had me and my friends had a group photo together and i was literally just like this and <laughs> the, the vein was still there and i had so oh, much being like what is that on your shoulder I'm like it's a vein he's he's here to stay right now so he's he's okay it's popping it's popping <laughs> but um we you made sure that you get your so you know even so bringing me in as like your online coach to have, make sure your nutrition and training is good nutrition is everything right you know we, you you know this as much as like as much as I do but how important is your and I, I really really want to stress this and like really want to deep dive on this com this topic a little bit because I, I still can't believe the amount of people that neglect their nu nutrition, especially people that compete. Yeah. I mean, I did used to neglect my nutrition. I can ha have my hands up and say, it, and that was before I was a personal trainer. That was when I was in drama school. And yeah. Drama school is very, it can be a very, very toxic place. I can and imagine. I was told to lose weight because I used, I used to be overweight. Um, like, quite badly like I could see it I wasn't very fit and healthy I couldn't go on a run I would be gassed so I did the thing of not eating I tried diet pills diet shakes um I tried keto tried 5-2 diet I tried fasting as well I tried absolutely everything to lose weight at my drama school and I can remember 
I used to have like six or seven hours of dancing a day. Bloody hell. Being just fatigued and that brain fog mm. aspect of it. And like then when I learned about nutrition and how important it was, I was like, no wonder I couldn't like do a press up. Yeah. Like, I didn't have enough like carbohydrates in my system to fuel my muscles to be able to get it. Body yeah. And that's you doing dancing, by the way, which dancing is so strenuous. But you think you yeah. then take that onto like on the pole, onto the pole. Exactly. So when when I started doing competitions, I noticed the days that I didn't fuel my body or like I didn't drink enough water, like or I didn't have my vitamins. Like if I didn't have my vitamins for a couple of days or didn't have enough water, for, I would see the difference in my performance or my training. Mm. My training, I do. So when I'm doing my comp training specifically, if I'm doing my big routine, so uh, for example, the elite one, I had like my static and my dynamic was my first half because that is the stuff that I'm still trying to get better. And it takes the most energy, right? Yeah, it takes the most, the most energy, energy consuming. 100%. So I was like, okay, so I'm gonna have like specific sessions that focus on just my static and my floor work. Mm -hmm. And like, then I would do my other session, which was like, all oh, my really bendy tricks. So I'd have to do like my 45 minutes of stretching beforehand to get into my end ranges of motion safely, especially because I suffer from hypermobility. Yeah. So I could get into these positions without warming up, but it wouldn't be safe on my joints. I could pop something. So I would be doing it like that. Yeah. Some days I would do it all together, which is at least two and a half hour session nonstop. So I need to be able to feel my body correctly to be able to do that. And I do have snacks throughout my training as well. So I have like uh, something that's my favorite to have just before um, running a routine is a squares bar. Oh, yeah. Quick, easy, quick, easy sugar, like straight into the bud. Yep, straight into it. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm ready to go. Let's go. So that Those bars are amazing. They're great for sugar. The sugar's like the best time. To, like before, I'm, I'm not encouraging to eat sugar all the time, but like no, not. training. But like no, no, no. But squares bars perfect. Like that's not really. That's not like that's not gonna like break the bank. But no. um, it's the best time to eat like sugar is before you train. Like it will just yeah. straight in like to the bloodstream, get you fired up. Exactly. So like I was training my strongman today and we were doing like quite heavy stuff. So I literally had a squares bar just before like doing my dynamic warm up and going straight into it. So mm -hmm. that is my favorite snack to have. And then I have like intro workout as well. Um, so sometimes some form of fruit I have and then I have like yeah. a shake as well, especially if I start to feel like I'm getting a little bit shaky depending on time of the month as well that is how big is that time of the month is like so it's... influential on your training it really really sucks um because actually the run-up to uh elite i think it was two weeks beforehand i remember nearly having a breakdown on jade because my skin wasn't gripping right i was really dizzy and I was like, I'm eating properly. Like, what is this? Like, I'm drinking properly. I'm doing everything. And I'm ticking it off on the little thing that you send me being like, yep. <laughs> yep. Done, it. done this, done this. I'm sleeping. Because that's the thing that I do struggle with, the sleeping. And I was like, what's going on? And then literally two days after, I was like, oh, now I understand 
like what it was it was my hormones mm. so and it's I hated being like I all I could always tell when I was on my like if I was coming on um especially like on a Saturday like I would Saturday used to be my training day actually still is predominantly my training day and it would be like when I would train like my flips and all that or just the fun stuff <laughs> I love to do and then being like I know I'm not going to be able to do that today like having to amend your training like I think it's really important to understand your cycle to to be able to adapt your training like they would have been the perfect sessions for you to do your stretching yeah so that's what I did like I did like stretching and I did floor work as well so I didn't pop the pole stuff something that I do as well is I do like a lot of visualization like I listen to a lot of podcasts yes visualization meditation because even though I love being on stage I do have massive anxiety and imposter syndrome as well and so visualization is such a a big helpful tool for me so if I can't get on the pole because I'm like dying of cramps I like I watch my routine and then I do it in my head yeah the music as well so that's that's helpful so what's a podcast you listen to? What's your favourite? Do you have one that's like your go-to? Oh, I think two of my favourites is, I love Jay Shetty. Yes, he's really good. His stuff. And also Diary of a CEO is the cool best as well. I've read yes. his book like twice now. So. He's, got, he's got a new one coming out in August, hasn't he? Ooh. He's got a new book. Oh, no, but you said, did you say book? Oh, new book, yeah. I was like, new podcast. Yeah. No, 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 he's got a new book. Like that basically is giving like all the stuff that he's learned across the podcast, like basically like life lessons or something like this. Yeah. So and I just love the different guests that they get on. So um, good, aren't they? Yes, yeah, so good. So I think I find it really, really helpful for the mindset, especially. And I think mindset it goes back round to the nutrition side as well. I 100%. think your body efficiently, mindset is much easier to gain. Yeah. Than- get a little bit better yeah. so nutrition and stuff is out of the window your your mind is usually somewhere else oh a hundred percent and it's so important and this is like when when I send out stuff to clients um for online coaching and stuff like just trying to help them understand the importance of everything that I'm asking them to do into like you're the you're a bad example because you know but um you know people that don't know like once you understand the importance of it um yeah and how it impacts you like it is huge it, it is huge but so, we still had you in a debt like we still had you in a deficit on the lead up to the, yeah. to the um to the comp so you weren't in a major deficit really you weren't too far under your where your maintenance is like we still kept yeah. you quite high and it was something like when I like I know I spoke about this before I start recording like on the week before the comp like how are you feeling are you hungry like making sure <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're you've got enough like to because yeah. you know it's so like you say it's so so important so with the calories that we have for you for example that lead up to the comp and your training worked well right like you it you... worked really well like there were still some days that I did struggle to hit those calories though but then yeah. like, I so say like I I didn't I hate using this phrase but like saved up because I didn't have you banked yeah I banked I would go to like Nando's. Yeah, um, that's exactly what they're there to do. That's okay. exactly what you can do. And then I would be like, you know what? That's fine. I don't really have to like proper note exactly yeah. what I'm down from Nando's. I can be like, that is is fine. Yeah. So yeah, I think some people like because I am look 
I am looking lean still because I'm still on those calories because of the future comps as well. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, you must just eat, what is it, fish and rice cake. No <laughs> you, way. People said that to you. Some people have said, like, oh, I must just be eating fish and rice cake, chicken, salad, like bodybuilder foods. And I'm like, well, for this morning, I made myself protein waffles and then I had some Nutella on. Like, but you it, can you but uh, like you can have that you can have that you just as long as you're eating within like your range and you are absolutely fine we do we like your physique for the your physique for the comp was absolutely incredible and as soon as that photo went up when you put it on your story it's like screenshot screenshot i was like she looks so shredded um how did you find as a complete side note though how did you find because you're you're not you weren't really the biggest lover of cardio right like so how did you find those sprints we because we added in some sprint training just to add just to get the cardiovascular system up a little bit so sprint training i actually don't mind oh okay but not i hate treadmill i think because of oh you used the air bike didn't you switched out to the air bike or skier or rower i used the ones use the what for me i think they're like really nasty machines like the the airdyne bike can be a bit oh i think that is like I think if I could do sprints on one piece of equipment, I'd probably do either the rower or the the, the air bike. Yeah. So I I really like the air, airdyne bike. Some some friends that I've got, they're like, oh, you must be a is it masochist or sadist, whichever one. Like being like, why put yourself under that torture? Oh yeah 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 yeah. And I'd be like, because it really like gets me in my lungs but not just my lungs my legs my back from from doing it as well and it's over quicker yeah yeah but it's the it's the energy system that you're using that's the whole purpose of it like you like it always baffles me why and i'd be interested to know your thoughts on this by the way so before like competing before and your just personal training background it does baffle me why people would start running sort of half an hour 45 minute runs to try and I understand like getting up your cardiovascular system, but it's not the same energy system that we would use on that. You'd actually be more beneficial doing like, I've said this before, but like doing a HIIT workout or doing sprints, yeah. something that's going to be like that short, sharp period of time. Like it's, it basically mirrors the explosive movements that you're doing on the pole. Exactly. Especially because you're on stage for, so depending on your category, so I'm professional. So it's four, I, I think my routine at Elite was just over four minutes. So, so you, really quick though, sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you, depending on your category, is your time different? Yeah. So ah, okay. And it's different for um, different competitions as well. So always like definitely read the rules <laughs> for each competition. That is very, very important. Um, especially when you do video entry. Video entry can sometimes be a different um, length than what your live final will be. Um, but yeah, usually semi pro and pro level, it's around four minutes or for, it had to be under four minutes for some of my competitions. And the, for the one that I did, um, I think it had to be like over three minutes and 45 seconds. So sometimes you do have to like change and adapt music. I'm coaching some beginners at the moment and theirs is, I think, two and a half minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that makes sense so it, yeah yeah so you've got that little bit of time so yeah going on like long distance runs and stuff if you enjoy it like absolutely but there's totally no, agree. 
there's much better things to get that unless you're doing sprint training outside than that like fart leg training so sprint walk sprint walk yeah like, yeah yeah a little bit better but even that is still that well yeah you're right like it's a bit better yeah like it's a bit better but you're better off doing that in shorter intervals than you are going like for a 40 minute run like you say unless you're unless you're unless you actually enjoy it but like if you are doing it to build up your stamina for the pole it's just like your, your cardio is like i always say i always ask people that like when i when i do their consultations and i'm like what's your normal training routine blah 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 and if they're like oh, i've got a cardio day and i'm like okay why <laughs> Like, it's fine if you enjoy it, by the way, and you want to do that. But, like, what is your reasoning behind it? Like, unless you're trying to improve your heart health. <laughs> yeah. I know. And, so it, and it is good, isn't it? Like, you should, like, it's, I, like, I would like to be able to, I'd like to be able to pull out a 5K out of the bag, you know? Oh, like, I'd love to be able to just, like, put on shoes and go running outside and be happy. Yeah. I tried yeah. to get up in lockdown, and my boyfriend at the time was like, yeah, let's go running. I was like, yeah, it's a nice day. Okay. I started running. Um, I got to like the corner shop and I was like, I'm done. I'm bored. I'm going to turn yeah. back. You, yeah. you so like you say, unless you actually enjoy it, but actually trying to, actually trying to build up your stamina for the pole, like you're much better off doing sprint, yeah. hit training, okay. something like that. Same for my strongwoman competition coming up. It's very, um, the, the events that I have, it is very like explosive again. So I've got, I'm still doing my airdyne bike sprints. Yeah being prowler at the moment because that Ooh, is yes. it's nasty um because that is actually in the competition is prowler which yeah. sucks um so yeah so it's it's doing still those sort of things i'm also doing just to replicate something i'm doing in comp is i'm doing airdyne mm -hmm. and then i jump off and i do some cleaning snatches like yeah. with the and stuff like that because that's replicating something that i've got to do in comp yeah and that that's the only way to get my fitness levels and keep pushing them up to competition season is going to be that. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Like it totally is the way along with, so along with having like a training plan that goes alongside your, because how much is that beneficial to like, to not break, not to be like a back, a back breaking session in the gym, but like to add in that cross training, like you still cross trained all the way up for your, your competition too. Yeah like to make sure that you stayed mobile strong like getting that shoulder mobility you know all of that sorts of good stuff yeah and so also, i enjoy the gym i never used to when i first started but mm -hmm. yeah enjoy the gym so it's nice to with when you get into competition season and you like start choreographing and everything like that it can be a little bit of taking over your life and you only you only just think about that for me anyway personally so it's nice to be able to go to the gym and switch off. Yeah. Still know it's benefiting you and not feeling guilty for being somewhere else other than a studio or with a teacher or thinking about yeah. it. So it is important to be able to have that downtime. I'm not seeing it as a chore. Like that's, I know yeah. it's so, I know it's so hard because like a lot of people start pole because they don't want to go to the gym. Mm. And I, to and I do totally understand that. Um, yeah. It's not your it's not the most favorable place but you can also do all of this sort of stuff outside at, at like at home if you really really wanted to i also think finding a gym that like there's, there's so many gyms now in england like where i am in guildford there is absolutely tons of like another one keeps popping up every time the square footage of the gyms in southampton is crazy so i think like shopping around that you like as well is 
very beneficial. So I go to one, it's a 20 minute drive for me, but it's worth that drive. Because for the environment. For the environment, people are really nice. Like some crazy people train there. So Adam Bishop, who's one of the strongest men, like he trains there and it's so nice to just see somebody like going for it. Yeah, at that level too, right? Like that. Yeah. And he's so lovely as well. Yeah really nice and very down to earth um and also it's a dog friendly gym so i do go and try and get dog cuddles cute benefits so i think that is also important if you are wanting to cross trainers shop around a little bit like and see what sort of gym you're sort of after and i think it's changing your mind your 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 mindset your headspace on it like you don't have to go to the gym like a lot of time as as females we'd go to the gym because you felt like you had to yeah you know, before, you know, like get skinny, get skinny. Uh, that was me. That was like I wanted to be as skinny as possible. Like honestly, yeah. I've spoken about this before. But when I first started pole, I was having no more than nine hundred calories a day. Like all I ate was Al- yeah. you, know, you know, Alpin. You know the yeah. cereal that three times a day with almond milk. That's all I, I ate. I did the same, but with, but with special K. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> how bad is? I was speaking to, with Kate Lintel about this. Like this was like a year ago. Can you believe that was once a thing where it was like I was literally have, a special have, cake diet? Yeah, have this two times a day. It's yeah. fucking batshit. Yeah, it really is. But yeah, I remember doing that as a as a young girl as well. Like yeah. when your body's already growing and stuff, mm-hmm. that is the last thing you need to be putting your body through. Oh my god. Yeah, I feel I feel so sorry for my for my younger self. Like yeah. I just I wanted apologize to apologize my younger self. I'm like, I'm so sorry I made you do that yeah I just wanted to be as skinny as possible like I would I would eat a Chinese and like be so convinced that I could see it on my body that night in the mirror you know like I can see it it's there Chinese McDonald's anything that was deemed unhealthy or like red food or whatever it was called as well um yeah I was like I can see it almost it for me it's my stomach is a big big thing of my body dysmorphia Mm. so I could be like I can see it on a bit of my stomach yeah but you can't like it no, it takes like three to five days to even like get to the areas if it was going to stay because you're doing so much activity that it probably wouldn't even bloody touch the sides exactly but, but it doesn't but that's that's you know this is just the headspace around it isn't it so it's just it's just not not good not good yeah. but um talk just really quickly then because i don't want to keep you for too long i can chat this is the problem with podcasts like that. i could just chat all day uh, all day like i need <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> um what does a day look like for you then so say like say today i mean it's three o'clock in the afternoon but no one needs to know that we're waking up in the morning and you're comp training today so what's the day of what's the day of eating look like for you like to put into perspective of how much food you're you're consuming like what does the day of eating look like so today uh i woke up i try and have at least like so i've got a really really big water bowl here I try and have at least (laughs) I try and have at least like 500 milliliters of water before I even have a coffee how how different do you feel when you do that by the way it's huge isn't it yeah there's been some days where I've been like gagging for a coffee so I've had a coffee first and then I've still got that like little brain fog it's horrible try and drink 500 liters to a yeah 500 mil to a liter before you even do anything it makes a big difference so when you look at it in regards to the bottle it's not that much but that's my second oh. as well that's not just my first guy so that's fine that's my yes second. yes same um, same yeah. hydration team <laughs> um especially because i do suffer from migraines as well so yes, i've seen some stuff on this on your on your yeah. socials 
so and it it hits hard so that's when some days i haven't managed to get my calories in because they've come straight back up yeah but yeah so i did so i did that i did like a little walk outside as well i'm trying to get better with going outside in the first hour of waking up just to get all daylight in order to help me sleep because i've been reading a lot about sleep i was just about to say have you been who have you been listening to on the diary of a ceo too because there's a or just in general because there's so Um, much um so much but one is it matthew walker i want to say that oh have you read his book why we sleep what have you read his book yeah so i've got it i've got his audio the book on audio because when i drive because i drive so have you been listening to it recently? Uh, so I've just finished it two weeks ago, and that's when How I was... How good is it? Really, really good. I do, like, if people wanted to listen to something about sleep, that is really good. There's some things I, like, re-listen to to, like, fully ingest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that is one. So you that's... know what? Like, his, the, the knowledge I took away from that, as a coach, too, like, you, you must feel the same, like... Massively. Like it was, I remember this one, this one client I had and um, every day she was, she knew she had to get up at seven o'clock, but she set her alarm for six with the intention of getting up at six, but never did it. But never did it. Snooze for like 45 minutes and then felt felt like shit all day. Yeah. And then like when you listen, when you actually learn about the sleep cycles and coming in and out of them, like, yeah. And how like if you snooze and then like just for like, and you fall back into a sleep cycle every sleep cycle is 45 minutes so if you if you come out of that it takes your brain like four or five hours to wake up when you disturb yeah. yourself out of a sleep cycle so it's really silly things so i said to this client i was like just set your alarm for like 6 50 and then like get up at seven like yeah. stop snoozing because you're your foot you're in this horrendous cycle of like dropping in and out of these cycle these sleep cycles which is so bad for you i actually very 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 rarely snooze for that exact reason yeah so like I made sure that I got up so I do something so I set my alarm um had my water and then I did uh I got the karma so the daily j yeah that's like seven minutes um I do that and then I get out of bed yeah I did all that and then I did I got outside did like a it was only a 10 minute walk just because I had a lot of admin to do yeah I had admin and then I had a couple of clients at the gym that I PT at so I had two clients and then I went to go do my training uh with one of the strongman that I know called James and it was raining and we were outside and doing all the workouts so that was fantastic oh yeah it's not great but um for breakfast I had those pancakes just before those protein waffles raspberries and Nutella before I went to go to my clients Mm -hmm. um and then just before I had an apple in between my two clients and then I had my squares bar just before training as I was driving home I had a protein shake as well which is just the clear my protein stuff oh you had the isolate yeah nice just tastes like juice but it's still got what 25 is there yeah 25 grams of protein per scoop and you can have like two of those a day yeah yeah like anyone for anyone listening for that like you can have easily fit into it those a day yeah literally two, I sometimes have so on like a pole training day so leading up to the competition if I had one shake I had two scoops in it nice make sure that I was like replenishing everything mm. um and then I had lunch just before we started and I had like this beef jalfrezi 
sort of thing. Yum. Which was really, really nice. And then I'm teaching nonstop from five o'clock until 9.30 tonight. So I'm teaching aerial hoop at a private as well. So I will have like snacks in between. So that's what I tend to do on my teaching days is I have a big meal just before going to teach. Um, and then I'll bring like, like beef jerky is one of my favorite. Yeah, it's such a good, so high protein. Yeah, so high protein, really easy to have. I'll have like maybe a protein bar. Um, I love the, what are they called? Like cherry tomatoes. So I'll bring like cherry tomatoes and like um, a baby bell and stuff in like a little Tupperware. Mm. Um, I love one of my weird snacks from childhood, which I still love now is salary and peanut butter. Okay, weird, yep. <laughs> but really tasty. So I'll bring like snacks with me to have in between teaching because I've got like five, 10 minutes and you need to. I, I always like have snacks when, especially bananas. Bananas are so good for oh. like training or teaching. So yeah, and then when I get home, um, I have, I don't have like a big meal, but I have like a protein mousse, protein dessert, or like a yogurt or something like that. Mm. Um, just so that I've got something in me after the last class, because I'm very much a, a teacher that like, gets into teaching. I feel like so yeah because sometimes like students they like look at it and they're like can you do it again I'm like yep yeah, that's fine uh, I sometimes join in the conditioning because some people are like oh it's really hard today so I'm like come on let's do it together yeah like yeah yeah so I'm never really off the pole or the hoop or then I'm spotting and obviously spotting takes off energy again yeah it does yeah so yeah I do eat quite a lot <laughs> you have to though you have to um the difference of like when i can start consuming like 800 more calories a day <laughs> ridiculous i also significant i also think like so going back to the sleep i think when i opt my calories like when i first started pulling and stuff i do think that actually helped me sleep better oh 100 percent. It, it like it, it influences your sleep so significantly it really does because I know somebody who's on bodybuilding prep at the moment, bless him. Yeah. He's got a photo shoot in two weeks' time. Mm -hmm. He's up at like 2 a.m. hungry, 12 a.m. 12 a.m. And he goes to bed at something like eight o'clock. Yeah. And he's waking up at 12, waking up at two hungry. And he's got that brain fog situation. And mm. yeah, I, from knowing him, I can see the like how important nutrition is. Yeah, I actually have quite a few clients. I think bodybuilding is, so bodybuilders are amazing, but oh, yeah. I think bodybuilding has led people down the garden path on how people think they should be eating as a fitness enthusiast. Like, you know, like how people automatically think to the, because if you are eating chicken and rice, the like you you do have to eat like that if you're a bodybuilder because they are, they're, they're physique based goals. Like it yeah. is very, very particular um in not performance based not performance based it is it is purely physique based and yes you do eat fish and rice or rice cakes very but all that you know that, all that stuff but like people are saying to you oh you must be eating just fish and rice yeah. and yeah that is that is that is a bodybuilder's diet because like we say it's physique it's physique um led and then I speak to it like my girls at dynamic and like you know sometimes they'll be like yes I'm having like I'm having this or my friend's doing this diet and it's like very it mirrors a bodybuilding diet you, do you know what, do you know what I mean like where they've got the information because they think that's what they need to do um 
and I'm like right so are you are you competing like are you going to be a bodybuilder like you know the diet has to be specific and their diet is specific and like we can't be you, you don't have to eat that way no I mean don't get me wrong like leading up to comp I think to elite specifically um I think it was like two or three weeks beforehand I was like right I am gonna really clean it up a little bit more so I was having like in the heat wave I was probably having an ice cream a day so I stopped having my ice cream day um like it was just little things like that like I still had my squares bar before a training session yeah but I had like salads but I like kitted them out with pasta with like couscous and stuff like that so I just instead of having the really refined sugars I was but like the more complex carbohydrate system, which I think really, really um, tweaked my um, my body a little bit of more. It, of course it does. Like I do the same when I go into a shoot. Um, I will, my diet for six weeks leading up to a shoot will be impeccable. Like it will be so clean. And again, that isn't necessarily boring. It's just, it, it drops the stuff like an ice cream or, and but like a bodybuilder's diet is still very like, it's like maybe I didn't explain that very well because one girl was having like um what, what her bre- the breakfast in the morning was like the huel it wasn't huel but it was so on par with what a bodybuilder would do and like it was it was down to the measurements like 70 grams of dark chocolate or like that's how I knew that this plan oh. that she had been put on was bodybuilder related and like it was like all all meat and like veg okay. Do, do you know what I mean like hardly any carbs and yeah. like I think in the morning it was like hot water with like some something in it like I can't I'm, I'm re- I know I'm doing such a bad ex- was it was it like um spirulina or like lemon juice or something like that yeah something like that something that again like a, a traditional bodybuilders like sort of diet would would be and again if you're doing that then that's fine and like we'll clean like you say we'll clean our diets up but you won't go to the extreme of like you know you're just you just you're just being cautious yeah I'm like so you're not eating like plain chicken for example that's that's what I mean like you can clean it up yeah I do not eat plain food no no but if you but bodybuilders would have to do that yeah so you know like a couple of days before comps I I was having like chicken wraps that I would make and stuff like that so I'd still have a hydrate that is I now know to check chicken date as well yeah and look at my calendar because things so definitely recommend that to people as well don't eat gone off chicken it's not good Um, (laughs) but yeah I think yeah I was still eating like and the day before comp I did have like really high calorie things because I like had to get calories in because I was feeling really really unwell Mm. so I had the day before like when you're like oh what have you managed to eat I was like managed to have some it's really weird but yogurt and rice and stuff like that to try and settle my stomach and then when I was on the drive up there was a Greg's and my stomach was like oh I I could I could have a Greg's so I had like a steak slice like and that was the day before comp yeah Um, yeah. but like before comp not to provide too much detail but you weren't well at all were you so like you had nothing in the tank no I didn't have anything in the tank so trying to get in calories on a very upset stomach is hard going so you could absolutely afford that like not that you could wouldn't have been able to anyway but like you say you just needed to get something in and at that that point it's very much like what do I fancy 
And if I'm if my body can tolerate that and eat it, yeah. you needed to get that in. And also, um, I was trying to think on the aspect of I need something high in calories, hundred percent, and fats and carbs, like just to keep my my glycogen levels up. Because yeah, I did unfortunately give myself food poisoning um, from not checking, and I couldn't eat anything for the rest of the Thursday. And I just felt really, really unwell. So on the Friday, I made the decision to be like, okay, let's settle the stomach, get some cramp tablets and just eat high calorie foods. And I know that you wouldn't have had a problem with that being my coach because you were like, just eat what you can. Just eat, yeah, absolutely. Just eat what you can. Yeah, so. Because you just, we just needed to fuel you. We just needed to get, we just needed to get stuff in. But we were talking before we started recording, like if you hadn't been taking care of your nutrition on the lead up to that, and then had the food poisoning that probably would have wiped you out for the comp yeah i mean on the friday morning i i had to teach a pole lesson a group lesson and trying to lift my legs up just in a normal tuck was so hard i was like oh my god i've lost all strength it was hard to demo and i was like oh my god i think i'm gonna have to like maybe pull pull out like a day before like it's it was heartbreaking and then like had a little talk with myself and I was like right even if I just go and I just watch better than being really upset and depressed at home yes I was like let's just go and see what happens see for dress rehearsal let's see if I can actually lift my body up the pole and yeah thankfully I had Jade there and she was like she was like to feed me (laughs) She was like, do you want some oats? And I was like, no. <laughs> get anything right now. I loved it when you come off stage and you were like, that bop, there was a sick here. <laughs> yeah, literally. So my friend, um, one of my students videoed me and he got a really, really good camera. So I, like, I zoomed into the bop and you can literally see my little, little arms going. Oh like, my God. So funny. But thankfully it's not on the picture. <laughs> you can't see that. good. That's good. Well, but, um, yeah. so I know it is, I know it is like, I know for a lot of people, when you start competing, you, um, like having private lessons, the actual element of competing yourself is so expensive, but yeah. the, but the importance of like what I know, it, like what I'm going with this is I know it's important, but you have somebody take care of all aspects of your training, basically, along with like your contribution and the benefit there, like you can see it, you can see it on stage, you can see it in every everything that you're doing. It's it's proven that yeah. putting in this TLC to yourself, like the reward is paying off. Oh, 100%, because I know some people were telling me the day after they competed, they they were dead, like mm-hmm. bodies were like, ouchie. I woke up on a Sunday morning, like buzzing, because I signed up for three workshops that day as well with that whereas I was like I'm gonna do it like and I felt fine my body wasn't knackered like I think that was the best that my box ever been as well and I didn't have any like hip flexor side pain or or any sort of muscular pain so I think really taking care of yourself it's not just for that that one running that one routine and then done it's also like the recovery afterwards exactly the recovery my body recovers very, very quickly. Like, and I'm very grateful to it. But you have to put it, like you said, you have to put that TLC in to be able to reap the benefits. Yeah. 
because oh. your body because you're, you're fueling it correctly like sometimes i hurt after sessions and i'll get doms occasionally it's very rare yeah because i make like i'm never i'm never not fueled yeah exactly like i've got a little like when we said before i was like oh i've got a little bit of doms now but that's because i did like technically two back bending sessions yesterday yeah so and sometimes you can pinpoint it can't you like you know what i went ham on that that session like no wonder i have doms or like i trained a different muscle group like no wonder i have doms but nine times out of ten like i don't suffer with doms very often because like you say your body i sleep really well i, I feel yeah. really well like all of these things come are, are a contributing factor yeah and i think having just that accountability so for like what we have for mine is like sleep protein and um like either the workouts and stuff like that and the water like i think it is really important not just to think of it from the nutrition side mm. so everything else that goes along with it it's well-being isn't it it's well-being nutrition it like I, I i i call it nutrition but when i when i say it i'm thinking of that whole picture yeah like your, it is it is your water intake i want to know are, are you sleeping well you know like are you are you hitting your protein like all of this plays a part together like because if you're not if you're not fueling your body correctly you're not going to sleep very well and if you're not sleeping very well you're not going to train very well and your body's not going to recover very well and it's like it's that vicious cycle again again absolutely well emily thank you so much for joining me this has been amazing thank you for the fun chat yeah it's been really lovely so thank you for having me